Dennis, I had some great news. This, well, I was going to say this week, which made it, it makes it sound like it happened a couple of days ago. I had, a, I had some good news this, yeah, this we, hour. We were on the call when you got said good news. I'm, uh, I, I came, I, I will be honest, full disclosure, came to record uh, the podcast this week, not really knowing what I was going to talk about. I had a couple mm-hmm. of ideas, got a list with some stuff that sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm massaging it into, it's, it's, I'm working on it. They're percolating. It's yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's it, sort of bubbling away. But no, this one came in and this email came in and, oh, geez, I'm over the bloody moon, Dennis. I am now a fully accredited and registered teacher. That's not true, actually. No, I'm not in the state of Queensland. No, sorry. I'll back that up. I am a provisionally accredited and registered <laughs> teacher in the state of Queensland. When you put enough qualifiers on an achievement, it doesn't make it sound as, as interesting. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's, I mean, when I, you know, I wanted to make it sound impressive. So I'm like, hmm, I'm fully written. No, I'm not actually fully. I'm not, I'm fully qualified, but uh, I'm only provisionally registered. I just realized that. So uh, they had to, um, they had to, well, I'm, um, I'll just leave a little break in here, Dennis, and I'll edit in you saying the word congratulations to make it sound like you. Happy birthday. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, because I hadn't taught, I haven't taught for the last like five years. Yeah. I have to start at the provisional level again. I guess, you know, they, I guess they think I've forgotten the times table or something. Um, but I'm, I'm over the moon, man. I can't wait to get back to work. Has that ever happened to you? Because I'm sure kids ask dumb questions all the time. But uh, like nonsense questions that you couldn't possibly know the answer to. But do they ask questions and you're like, mm, I should know that. And and and, and oh, yeah. do you pivot that to let's find out together? That's And that's what you do, dude. I mean, mm. like, I'm not joking. There were some things like when I was teaching grade six, when I was teaching grade six maths and some of the questions that they'd, like, they'd ask about like extending some of the the stuff that was on the curriculum, right? Like, you know, we do multiplying fractions and then they'd be like, oh, but what if you want to do this? And I was like, mm, well... That's very. That's a great question. We're going to find that out together, right? Or oh, yeah. I the trick that. that I found was there was one kid who was so smart and was like doing maths at like an eighth grade level, right? So it always be like, well, why don't why doesn't so and so talk to us about it? And he loved it. he loved showing <laughs> off, loved getting up there, getting the whiteboard marker, writing it all up, that sort of stuff. So I, was, I just you know he he ended up teaching a lot of the maths cl- classes for me. Easy. You know that's that, that's that's collaboration. That's collaborative learning. So and did he get a kickback of this of, of that famously fat teacher salary after class? Oh, I tell you, I tell you what. Oh, he got a uh, he got a huge kickback when it. Well, I mean, when it came to his report, I tell you what, I looked after That's him. That's true. Don't worry about that. His extremely demanding parents would have been sated for that year at least. So, poor kid. Were we talking recently about? Anyway. We were talking recently about our school reports when we were kids, weren't we? Uh, was that in the podcast? I was talking about how my history teacher essentially gave me the he will never amount to anything. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, look at me now. Tin Pot History Podcast, ninety sixth most pop- most popular podcast in the country. Thank you. Not very much, bad. Mr. I got the um, I got I got PVP feedback where I would um I would finish my work early. PVP? And then- what were you doing? Beating up other kids in the playground to take their <laughs> take their like arm leather arm? Or what? <laughs> Academically, yes. I would finish early, and then I was really chatty like I am now, and I would oh, dis- right. yeah, distract yeah, 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 yeah. other children and drag yeah, the average yeah, exactly. down. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and and your dad was like, I I say this is a pure upside, pure yeah. positive. You're you grade on, you grade on bell curve, yes, it is what it <laughs> yeah, is. Exactly. It's good strategy. <laughs> but you excited, anyway, man? Ah, oh, I'm beyond excited. It's been a long time since I've taught. You know, it's been what five or six years mm. since I was last in the classroom. Five five years. 2017 was when I when I when I hung up the whiteboard markers. Ruler, and, yeah. Um, do you know what's it's funny because uh, a friend of mine after I stopped teaching right and I got into like content creation you know I do I do I 
stream and make videos and podcasts and um, you know used to broadcast for magic and that sort of stuff and whatever else i mean i still do i hope to continue doing that it's it's it, it, so it haven't been as many events in uh, in recent times Funny that, i'm yeah. sure why anyway um a friend of mine was like oh i don't think you'll ever go back to teaching and i absolutely cannot wait to that, rub that, it in your face was that not me because <laughs> you were the one who said that I didn't think you'd ever go back. Truthfully, I also thought you'd never end up moving back to Australia. So you are on a tear this year. <laughs> what else do you not think I'm going to do? Uh, let's let's get it out now. Make a make a, make a million squillion dollars. Let's go. Yeah, do, yeah. Buy buy Dennis a new car. You know all the hits. <laughs> oh, well, I mean that, that will probably never happen. <laughs> I bought you a board game. You did What's your board game, and how's that board game, Dennis? I haven't played it yet. You asked, bro, right before we started the crowd, you said wait for me to come over and we'll play it together. Well, all I'm hearing here is an ungrateful, an ungrateful gift recipient who's just tossed that along with all the other the blenders and the no. The I'm putting portrait, it portraits of the portraits of Nikki that are gathering dust in the storeroom. Mate, I put it to good use. The door in the main room doesn't close properly, so if you just jam it behind the with, with a hefty, I can't even remember. What did I get you? Did I get you terraforming Mars? You did, yeah. I oh, yeah, it's a good game, very it, good game. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know, would you, Dennis? <laughs> I did, real talk. Um, we unwrapped it, opened it, and leafed through it, and then we were like, "We do not have time to play this today." There, Steve. Steve opened it. Was like, "Oh, there's not that many pieces." Then he lifted the first the top tray out and was like, "Oh boy, okay." <laughs> uh, there's not. There's not many pieces in tray number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited but to Dennis, play. Honestly, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, there's something about working with children that is just so fulfilling. Like, you, there's no day that you have, even the worst days, right? As a teacher. You sleep mm, so soundly because you never turn around and think, what am I doing with my life, right? right. This is a waste of my time. Like you never – because I imagine there are some people that work in jobs where they just don't care about the jobs that they have and they just for sure. do it for the money and there is nothing wrong with that, right? Like that's just how society functions under, under capitalism, whatever. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing not to be invested in your job. But to have a job that even on the bad days you go home and you say, well, the world is a slightly better off place – for the work that I did today, right? Because I'm helping to shape and grow young minds like that. Mm, oh, you sleep so well at night. Do you think that has anything happened to you in the last five years that would change your approach? I mean, obviously, look, you'll have to dust off some cobwebs and you'll be a little rusty. I appreciate that. But I mean, has anything have to changed? Go the, time, the times tables again. They, exactly. I, I don't think they've been updated. I don't think the times tables have been changed. They haven't been patched. No, they recently. got patched. Yeah. They, uh, seven got oh, they nerfed. Did. Seven, got, seven got nerfed? Yeah. Seven, Seven's seven, already. Seven. Well, I guess, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's let's figure out, Let's Dennis, let's establish the framework of this fiction here. Seven is famously the hardest times table, right? Mm-hmm. So is nerfing that making it easier to learn? Well, no, it was just too tanky after it ate nine. So they had to, you know, just just, oh, just, just debuff it a little. Oh, that, that was the worst. I hate that. <laughs> that I hated that. Premium I was, gag, I was, dude. Oh, I really, really didn't like that one, man. <laughs> anyway, it's good that they nerfed seven. I'm going to go back to my original line here. It's good they nerfed seven. It's been a long time. Seven's way too overpowered, man. It's so overtuned. Like, yeah. It's so it, it's so hard to to learn sevens, man. And six needs a bit of a nerf as well because, like, obviously the like the noob strats, like the the on ramps two, five, and ten, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're and I don't think they should change them. I think they're balanced really well for like new players. It's important to have that um, in there, yeah. Exactly, like as an on ramp. And then you've got like, you know what could use a bit of a shake up is like three. I think three 
four, like four's a solid one, right? Four's, mm-hmm. four's just kind of like, if, if you start off at two and you start, you, you make a good start at two, you can kind of move on to four pretty easily. But I think three could use a bit of a shakeup. Did they, was there any movement on that in the patch or not? Riley, related to this, I saw a TikTok the other day that made me lose my mind. It was a guy and it was like, pfft, when people are idiots and think that half of 99 is 49.5. Oh my goodness, what? Do you think half? What, what, do you actually think that? Wait, 49 and a half times two is 99. Yeah, it is. But the way yeah, the guy phrased it, the way the guy phrased it, the way the guy phrased it, and all the comments people staring at being like, "Wait, isn't it? Hang on, what? No, what? Wait, yeah. no, it is. Wait, what?" And all this, like, oh, it, 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 I fully felt like eight years old again, sitting there being like, "No, no, Dennis, seven by seven is forty nine. I'm like, "That's not possible." Yeah, no, but th- I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of different strategies you teach kids to ba- to do very basic maths like that, right? And like, you, you what you do there is a, is a strategy that I believe is. I think maybe I'm getting mixed up. It's called chunking, and you you divide the sum up into different easier sums. So you do you do forty plus forty, you do nine plus nine, and you do point five plus point five. Yes, right, and that leaves you with eighty, eighteen, and one, and then you add them together, right, which is ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. What's the and, and that's and, and Dennis, that's what I'll be doing next week when I <laughs> enter back into the education system, and I can't wait. Um, Riley, in, in a kids say the funniest things, the darndest things kind of way. What's have kids ever said anything? And no judgment here. I said some very stupid things when I was six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Oh man, have I to, have I told you the chicken story? No. So there are some there are some amazing facts that that blow the minds of adults, right? But you get these facts into the into the ears of kids, and they just can't believe it, right? Mm. So. One fact I always like try, like trotting out. It's a good fact that that prompts discussion and thought. Not just again, not just amongst kids, but amongst adults. Dennis, what is the most common bird on Earth? So let's see if you can get it because it is like there. It's an answer. It's not a trick question, and it's not. It's not a weird. Like the answer is actually super, super straightforward. Once you realize what the like, once you hear it, you go, "Oh, of course it is." Yeah, I can just tell you if you want. Or my gut is my gut, time to think. My gut is it's either like pigeons or hens, like chickens. And that's what, yeah, like pigeons very common, seagulls very common, but you're actually right, it is the chicken. Yeah, because right? there's farms of them. Exactly, because we farm them for their yeah. eggs and their meat. So obviously, I mean, it makes it makes so much, of course it's a chicken, right? Suck so, it, seven-year-olds, oh. morons, saying pigeons. Yeah, well, all these, all these Idiots. little kids are going like, hmm, is it pigeons? No, is it sparrows? There's a lot of them. And I'm like, that sort of stuff. Like, no, you're just I saw, I, I see, saw two you know? crows yesterday. <laughs> exactly, it must be crows, right? So, this is what the, But then you think, you, you just, and it engages like different sort of, reasoning and deduction and you're teaching the importance of not relying on anecdotal Mm -hmm. evidence right but when i finally told them the answer when i was like do you want me to tell you and i told them i said it's chickens they look at me like i've just like honestly like i've just taken their lunch money they look at me like i just robbed them right and then one of the girls one of the little girls she goes riley chickens are not birds She's so incredulous that she has the, she has to back. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, doll. Okay, so chickens aren't birds. All right, so what is a chicken then? How is why is a chicken not a bird? What did she say? And she goes like, sure as anything, it can't fly. I'm like, all right. What about an emu? What about an ostrich? Uh-huh. They, they're birds, aren't they? And like, yeah, they're just big birds. And I said, so if a chicken were bigger, would it be a bird? And they go, and she goes, no. 
And I said, well, what is it about a chicken that means that it's not a bird? And this actually turned into a very valuable lesson for these kids because what we did then was had a conversation that you hate having, a conversation that you banned me from having on this podcast. In in like you know, what is a sandwich? You know, is a is a is a hot dog a taco? That sort of stuff. We're not we're not allowed to have conversations like this on the podcast as much as I would love to because I love having these conversations. Dennis banned them. but we sat there and for kids, it's actually an important thing to go through. Of course. Why, like, why, what is it that makes explain your Explain your thinking, yeah. Yeah, wh- why do you think it, because there were other kids who, uh, there were kids who were not sure. There were kids who agreed with this girl and said that, no, a, a chicken isn't a bird. And so we went through and talked about it. Like, what, what is, what is birdness, right? And then eventually we realized that, yes, chickens, they have beaks, they have feathers, they have, you know, clawed feet, they lay eggs, all these things that all the other all other birds do just because they don't fly or then, like, can chickens fly? I don't even know if chickens can fly. Can they fly? They can, like, hover. They can, like, flutter up, like, around. Like, hover, they, like, what, like a Harrier jump? Not, like, like, not like a jump shank, no, but, like, if it runs from one end of the garden, they can get, like, a foot or two in the air while doing it, that kind yeah. of thing. So they can they can glide a little bit, they can yeah. float. Uh, this reminds me of that, um, of that tweet that you see going around sometimes that's, like, um, Cars have windows and hospitals have windows, but cars mm. can move and hospitals can't. So it must be something not, it must be something entirely different that makes the car able to move. It can't have anything yeah. to do with the windows at all. And the reply is like, this is what all ancient Greek philosophy is like. This is how they like try to deduce the world around them. Yeah. And then the follow up to that is wait until they see a caravan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love conversations like that. I was disappointed, but it was a compromise that I accepted just in order to get have a listen to this off the off the ground. With Every you, so episode, I couldn't come fine to you folks and say home. to you, you know, well, Dennis, technically, a bowl of cereal is a soup. It's a vegetable. Is milk soup. a, it's a cream sauce? Of vegetable soup. Yeah, yeah, it's cream. Well, it's cream of vegetable soup. Ah, no, no, asinine. It's, it's just, what is a sandwich? Conversations. He's just not doing it. There was one I saw um, recently that that took the internet by storm that I found compelling. Which was, are there more doors or wheels in the world? Oh, that was a great one. Great yeah. discussion. Like, who doesn't want to have conversations like that? Why do you? Why do you want to talk about stuff like that, Dennis? I want to have a conversation like that once, and then my, my, it's not that I don't like conversations. It's not that I'm okay with them. My patience for them, I think, is just below average, and I think your patience for them is astronomically high. And that might yes, be a, that yeah. might actually honestly be a result of working with children. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe, no, I don't think it's a result of working with children. I think it's something that aids me in working with children. Right, and self slice the, the other way, sure. But like kids must ask you, like, mm-hmm. why are dogs brown? Or where, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the classic, why is the sky blue? I mean, I got asked where do babies come from once. Oh, Dodge that one. That's a spicy Dodge one. that one, like Neo in the Matrix. No, no, I said, well, can I tell you something? That is a mum and dad question, not a Riley question. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that's I would say I, 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 I don't actually know. Ask your mum and dad what they think. Uh, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't like doing that because it's. Does it I don't undermi- know. I always try to undermines be your children. authority. Yeah, it's not that. It's not so much that. It's just I like being honest with children. Children tend to respect you a lot when you take them seriously. I will never tell. I would never tell a child you're too young. I'll never tell a child, ah, oh, you'll understand when you're older. Never, never say because it's so disrespectful to them, mm-hmm. right? Like one kid was asking me what is once one kid asked me what does e equals mc squared mean right like why does everyone bring that up as an einstein so smart like all that sort of thing and i said all right i'm going to sit down and i'm going to try to explain to you the theory of relativity right <laughs> so I, I i read a bunch of eli5 stuff i tried to understand it myself i still don't really understand it but i used the example of like you know the classic throwing a tennis ball out of a car type mm-hmm. thing and i don't know how far i got with them honestly but i had a red hot go of actually under trying to get a kid to understand relativity right I don't know if it worked. I don't know if he still remembers it. But 
like when I finished when I finished my last teaching career and like some of the stuff that these kids wrote in cards to me and said to me and that sort of stuff about how like they felt respected or they felt like they like I don't know I, I don't want to toot my own horn too much but I feel like I have some strength as a teacher in terms of just like not I haven't completely forgotten what it's like to be a kid so I think I don't know but Dennis I did on my first day ever working at a school um make a child bleed violently from his mouth while he what did cried you cursed him me. what what do you mean <laughs> he, he, he was like oh well you know why are some dogs friends <laughs> and his eyes eyes turned to goo and blood pours out of his mouth <laughs> put, put an eldritch curse on him no. yeah hit him hit him with some underspeak there was a kid who was like he was misbehaving so badly right like he was being such a little turd and so i blew shit and i'm like mate this is not appropriate behavior you can't do this and then i realized that i'd overshot the i'd overshot the runway and i was actually like going too hard because i could start to see tears welling up in his eyes <laughs> It's my first day ever as a teacher, right? Tears welling up in his eyes. And he was sitting there and he was like flicking this. He had a loose tooth and he was like flicking it in and out with it, like breathing in and out. It was, it was so loose, this thing, like hanging by a thread. And he was going like, like this. And it was like flapping in and out of his mouth, right? <laughs> so after I'd like had a go, I'm like, anyway, mate, look, we'll move on from this. Just please try to think and, you know, be da, 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 that, that sort of stuff. Okay. And, and then I tried to change the topic. Like, Look at that tooth, mate. It looks like it's about ready to come out. Jeez, has that been, has that been loose for long? And then he gave me, that, you know, churlish sort of kids when they don't. Like, oh, yes. Well, that's okay. Right, well, mm-hmm. Whatever. This guy, I mean, he's upset and he should be because he's just done something really stupid. Anyway, he goes off. Five minutes later, he's back to me, blood pouring out of his mouth, right? Like so much blood. What? I'm like, are you okay? What's happened? He's like. I pulled my tooth out and he held his hand, his blood covered hand with his tooth in the middle of it. And I was like, what? And he goes, I thought you wanted me to pull it out. I thought you said it needed to come out. I was like, no, I said it just looked like it. I was like, oh my God, he's going to go home. He's going to tell his My teacher yelled at me and made me pull my tooth out. And I'm going to, I'm going to lose my job and I'm never going to teach again like this. And so I had to like, I had to go to the principal (laughs) because I was just a sub. I had to say, because I had to go to the vice principal who hired me for the day. And I was like, hey, listen, so this happened. I know, I know I've been in here. It's not even lunchtime yet, but I've maimed a child and I need help. Well, I mean, I didn't touch the kid. Like, I want to make that very clear. I did not touch the child, but like the child still was covered in blood and was crying as a result of what I said. So, I mean, I have to bear some responsibility for it. But that was an, that was a. That was a baptism of fire at the, my first day at a, at a primary school. I tell Man, you what. Nothing makes me feel smaller or more like regressed than seeing mm. a kid get given out to. It makes me want to curl into a ball and die. I just feel such See? secondhand embarrassment. And I don't know if that's me remembering what it was like when, you know, someone three yeah. times your size as a kid gives out to you or someone says they're disappointed, they're not angry or whatever. But it just, ugh, it makes me, it, make, ugh, it, it wrecks me up inside, dude. I have to say, like, I I have, I've, you know, I've blown shit through a couple of kids while being a teacher because they're, like, I mean, I look, I'm not proud to say, but sometimes your emotion gets, gets in the way of your judgment and, like, kids do things that are either so foolish or dangerous or the worst one, the one that really, like, the, the worst time I, the, thing, the worst thing I've ever done, right, was when I yelled at this kid for being cruel. For being just really heartless and cruel to another kid, Whoa. right? And it was just, it was. Did, you, just did, you, so did, you, did you rip the other kids' tooth out? Is that what happened? No, she, no, she didn't do that. No, she was just really, really nasty to this other girl, and I, I there was just no way that 
no, no method of communication had worked with her to make her understand that she had to stop being cruel and, and bullying this other child in the way that she was. Mm. And so yeah, I, I lost it and yelled at her and it was not a very pleasant experience. And I hope never to have to do that again. I hope the, the, the children of the state of Queensland are going to be innocent, beautiful little angels that I'm never going to have to ever raise my voice at again because it's not a pleasant thing to do, man. It's really not. A, it's not a pleasant. I feel ashamed of myself for having done this. You know, it's not, it's not something like, it's not something you go to work you, hoping you, you to do. You can do things that you aren't, I mean, maybe you could handle it better, but like sometimes those kind of conversations are necessary, you know? Hmm. I mean, I apologize to her. I apologize yeah, to her. I, that's I said, big. Like later on, I, I mean, as an eight-year-old girl, like, you know, later on in the day, I called her over to my desk and I was like, and she thought she was going to get in, in even more trouble. And I said, listen, I need to say something to you. And I'm sorry that I yelled at you. It was really inappropriate and I shouldn't have done it. And I should have talked to you with respect and with patience. And I didn't do that. And I'm very sorry. And I was. And even thinking about it now, I'm, I still feel like a burning shame that I spoke to not even a kid, but just another person in the way that I did like that. That wasn't it wasn't a high moment for me, I have to say. Um, but uh, one thing I was really worried about as well, that she would go home and tell her parents, I've, you know, going and telling someone being told onto someone else's parent. Dennis, we've talked about this in the podcast, being being getting in trouble with someone else's parents is never a fun thing. That is that, um, yeah, it's like it's like a Dark Souls boss. Like you don't want you don't want to go into that unprepared. <laughs> But, but I mean, with this one also, you know, you might lose your job. Um, but I, I think I was quite lucky because I think she realized that if she told her parents, she would have also got in trouble because they would have been like, but why did he yell at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not difficult to reverse engineer that, is it? <laughs> yeah. So we were in this sort of like this standoff where it's like, well, if you don't say, I won't say anything if you don't say anything. <laughs> oh, man. I, this is not the conversation I was hoping to. I, I thought this was going to be light and frothy, but instead we're, you know, I'm having a. Tell me about all the times you screamed at a child until they bled from their mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is not zero times in my in my yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Dennis. Already got. I've already got the uh, the accreditation. Nothing can't stop me now. Can't stop can't, me now. Actually, wait, no, they probably can, can't they? It's, well, it's provisional, isn't it? It is provisional. They can probably Ooh. take. They, oh, Dennis, I can't. We can't put this episode out. You know what they can't say about you know what they say about provisional things? They can never change. <laughs> yeah. Right. We put this I, episode out, and and the direct the board of directors of the education education department of Queens, I think, listen to that. Right, is he the teacher that yelled at the that yells at kids until they bleed from the mouth? I think it's close to that. I think, say, I, think sitting, I think he's sitting in his office, stamp in hand, over the certificate. He's like, oh, boop, sorry, my favorite podcast of the week just came out. Let me just give that a listen before I'll do this after lunch. Mm. Comes back yeah. aghast, rips up the application. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when someone asks me, right, like when some when I go to a job interview and they you know want me to come work at a school, they'll when I get the the routine, you know. Oh, I know very, this is very, we all, we all, I know it's annoying. We always have to jump through these. We hoops, always have to know. ask this question. So sorry. Obviously, you know, it's like when you when you apply for something, it's like you know you know when you come in the airport, it's like have yeah. you ever conspired to overthrow a, a national government? Have you ever engaged in acts of terrorism? <laughs> I don't. Let me think. I don't think so. Yeah, when I'm in this job interview, and like, mm, I'm sorry, it's just to, obviously just to you know we have to ask this. Have you ever yelled at a child and then had them bleed from the mouth? Um. Yeah, well, yes. Riley, did you, you, scre- sure? you, sc- you screamed this child to pieces like in Skyrim. What the hell? <laughs> I yelled at this kid and then they came back in two bits. Yeah. Oh. Uh. All right. Okay. I'm done. I don't want to do teacher chat. We can tone shift. This past weekend, Riley, I went on a stag do. You went, on a, you went to a, what I would call a, a bucks party. A buck and a stag are pretty similar, I suppose, right? That's not They're that very similar things. Is is I guess a, a bucks party is probably what they call it in the States. Well, they call it a bachelor stags. party. 
Why do we call it a box party then? Bachelor makes anyway. okay, yeah. I guess a stag is. Uh, does a stag stop becoming a stag when it gets married to a deer? I don't know. Like, <laughs> but a, a bachelor is a single man, not a man who is about to get married. Which I is suppose so. Yeah, a long way away from being single. Anyway, be how was your, How was the bachelor party? It wasn't for you, obviously. You're, you're already no, happily married. I'm already married. Uh, Riley, I leveraged. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Dennis. I didn't mean to put the word happily in. There okay. I, I, All right. I, I am sorry, blissfully mate. married. Thank you very much. Oh, even better. He saved it. He's pulled. He's pulled it out again. Dennis, is, Dennis of the silver tongue. He saved it again. I think we talked about this recently, Riley. How me and we did actually. I remember how even Croatian is like a D and D stat that comes out sometimes. That it doesn't come up very often, but sometimes you can leverage being Eastern European. Yes, and yeah, that, you talked about this uh, when we, you were... We had the guys into the yeah, plumbing, had, and I was like, can I speak to them in Croatian? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a similar thing this past weekend. Oh, yeah? Where I had a bottle of pear schnapps in the in our liquor cabinet here. Okay. And it's a big bottle of sort of pear, pear, pear liquor, and in it is a actual floating pear in the in the bottle, right? How'd they get it in there? I know, right? Uh, you know, I actually don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mean that as like a bit of a gag. I'm actually. I actually don't it. know. A- you could grow it in there. Oh, you, oh, that's what they do. You put it on the pear. You put you, you put it on the tree while it's still in the branch. No. Yeah, you can do it like that. I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures. That's of so smart. Them. Yeah. Anyway, they ship in a bottle. They just they build it inside the bottle. You can't do that with a pear. I guess you can do that with a pear. You just put it on. A, that's amazing. All right, that's really smart. Anyway, go on. Um. So this is like a traditional drink back from where I come from it's you know you make it at home it's like when you usually when you have it in with then you have it in your house it sits under the sink with the cleaning supplies not with all the other actual booze you know Sorry, what I mean under the sink with like the bleach and the- yeah yeah it is closer to paint thinner than it is out to a, a consumable drink uh, you know it's got no label nothing right oh it's like it's moonshine oh yeah so moonshine. I, so I brought this along and I stuck on some some music from back home. I stuck on a song called "Gas Gas" by Goran Bregovic, uh, which I would recommend. It's a good song. Uh, is this the one that is used in in Borat? Borat? Yeah, it's a, a lot. A lot yes. of, there's a lot of Bregovic in Borat too. <laughs> yeah, you you were talking about this. We got to talk about this in the podcast one time. The fact that in Borat, we we got to talk about your Croatianness and how it it opens up these like lenses to you because because yeah a lot of the music in Borat which is supposed to be like Kazakhstani music yep. right and when they're playing when they're filming the the Kazakhstan village which is actually in Romania they're yep. playing Croatian music in the yep. background well Romanian's uh, not too far off um culturally from this the music this guy makes but yes it's not Kazakhstani <laughs> um so yeah so we put the song on and I was like all right guys here's the rule Croatian tradition you do this at a bachelor party right Take the lid off. You pass this bottle of like, you know, 60% or whatever poison around. And we got to finish this bottle before the song ends. And then no you got to you gotta break the bottle and the groom has to eat the pear inside. Right? Okay. Yeah. So we we, bust, we we play it. We play it. We do, we go around the hall. There's like 10 of us. It was early because like, there's like 20 guys there overall. But the, only 10 or 11 that arrived so far. It was like 2 in the afternoon. They, hey, 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 hey. Pass this thing around. Throwing it back. We go outside. We smash it. Darren eats it. Definitely swallows some glass in the process, by the way. Oh, well, I mean, that's all part of the experience. Yeah, we rinse it off. A couple of us took, take a bite out of the pear. The alcohol bad. The pear, unbelievably awful. You want to know the best part, Riley? Go on. That is not Can a, I guess? Go ahead. Is it not a tra- is it not a Croatian tradition? It's just something you tricked your friends into doing. It's something I made up. It is a bottle yeah. of pear liquor that my parents bought me at an airport in Portugal last year. That I that morning washed the labels off of in the sink. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I got to use my like mystical Eastern European tradition. And then I told Darren afterwards, I was like, I was like, good, good, I was like, good stuff, man. I made that up. And he was so yeah. mad. And I was like, was it not a red flag to you that we didn't do this at my bachelor party? And he's like, yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about that, actually. <laughs> well, you couldn't find the pair of Cure in Vegas, couldn't, Dennis. Couldn't find There's, the pair. Couldn't f- for love and money, you're going up the strip trying to find. Does anyone have a bloody bottle of pale liqueur? But you couldn't find it. It was. I mean, honestly, like my friend Luke's getting married in a couple of months. We're doing it again. It's a tradition now. <laughs> it wasn't before. Now it's, it was, now it's an. Now it's a Croatian. I was going to say ancient, not ancient. Now it's a very modern Croatian. This is how all traditions start, though, right? At some point, someone did this just 300 years ago. Instead, what difference does it make? I, I'm not disputing it, Dennis. You don't have to take that defensive tone with me. I'm very glad. That, I mean, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Darren had this coming. Exactly. You know, he's your best mate. He's known you since you were a kid. And he's still like, I smelled it a mile off. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think he was glad. For, everybody Everybody loves it, dude. Because I was saying, like, let's do the pair thing, guys. Let's go. And it's like, oh, we don't want to go outside. Like, we're still drinking. As soon as I bought that speaker in, put that Bregovich on, it was like a trance. Yeah. Everybody was in, bought in right away. <laughs> I love the fact as well, oh, we have to get it done, you know, before the song is over. This is an ancient tradition, dates back hundreds of years. So before the song was written. The song came out in the 80s or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You had to get a full band in in order to do, like, to fulfill this tradition just so so the song could be played. No, it was good, though. I I, I don't mind, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, or in this case, a a good tradition. Riley, so what other um, what other experiences can you share from from the weekend? <sighs> right, I imagine right. there's some stuff that's off the record, but right, uh, Riley's baiting me a little bit here. There's what there's one other thing that I can share that I that I actually like because I don't I don't like a lot of like stag games, you know, where you like wear silly outfits and stuff and like yeah. go out and like be a nuisance yeah. to the general populace of the town. That, yeah, but like the nuisance part of it, like when you go to the airport and they're all there mm. yelling and laughing and chanting and singing and they've all, yeah, and and I mean the same goes for Hindus as well. Like oh yeah, all, no different. Yeah, know, they've got the the screaming and the crowns and the sashes and everything yeah i don't know anyway we, go on we did do a, a, a game that i quite like which is where we bought a bag of toy soldiers okay um and then sean who was darren's older brother who was his who was a, a groomsman was commander and then everybody takes out a toy soldier at random from the bag and that mm. is your so your soldier for the whole weekend and you have to keep it on your person at all times and at any time throughout the weekend sean can shout assume the position and you have to pose yeah. in the pose of your assigned toy soldier oh so like down on one knee like yeah the gunner or like or, the, the yeah. prone ones are always good you know yeah. the fully the sniper or whatever <laughs> you don't you don't want them yeah um and then the last person to do it has to drink or do some kind of forfeit sean, sean ended up yeah, making yeah. us do push-ups because it felt more in theme <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's yeah. about like 20 Come dudes yell at you like a drill sergeant yeah exactly or uh he would come up to you and go present your soldier for inspection and you have, if you couldn't find it oh hell to pay dude hell to pay yeah I mean he'd yell at you like a teacher till your teeth fell out yeah <laughs> yell at you, I yell, that's a good phrase I yelled at him until his teeth fell out <laughs> I actually really like that I don't, uh, that's an old Dennis that's an old Australian tradition old Australian to, tradition yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it dates back to 2015 exactly yeah uh, one of my friends did bring uh, something he received as a gag gift um, a couple of years oh, ago I, I was really hoping because I, I was I didn't want to have to do you dirty Dennis I didn't want to have to say like force you to tell this story by by being the one to say I'm very glad you're telling me this is very good I really I'm looking forward to hearing this um, Go on. he got a uh, as a guy gift he got like a leather sort of gimp outfit and mask right mm-hmm. um, for like a secret sound a couple of years ago and he without telling him you know just a typical thing you'd give in a Chris Kringle just a typical secret Santa gift when you're all a, a, and this is a couple of years ago so when you're all early 20s boys it is very much mm-hmm. on theme um, so he brought it along without telling anybody and then in the middle of the night he would go change into it 
and come back and just start like tackling the groom, running mm. around like wrestling people and then disappear again and come back in his normal clothes and be like, God, what happened? I was in the bathroom, guys. What did I miss? And would refuse to accept that it was the same I person. I, I think this is just so fantastic. Like the, the gym suit, whatever, you kind of, like, you know, kind of roll your eyes like this. What I really enjoy about this story is him assuming an entire different identity. Like, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He doesn't, 100%. He doesn't know. He doesn't, it, it's that, it's like when, you know, your uncle leaves the, the family Christmas party. Yeah, and yeah. Then a couple of a couple of minutes later, oh, kids, everyone get out. Santa's here. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where, where's Uncle Stephen? Oh, don't worry about that. He's busy. Well, he's wearing the same shoes. He's got Uncle Stephen's shoes. Oh, don't worry about that. He's just you have to borrow. He borrowed them from. Don't worry. It's just the it's just the, it's just the Christmas gimp. Don't mind that. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a classic Irish tradition, Dennis. It dates back to you know the sixteenth of June, two thousand and twenty-two. It was much more um, like it, honestly, it was much more like being one of those bald guards in a Batman game. Because he would like wait until the lights were off and one because we, we were like oh, a, ca- a campsite, yes. we're in a log cabin, and he'd come through the window. It was re- it was really frightening, dude. It's the bat. It's the bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the gimp. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the other guys that does a lot of like airsoft, you know, the like um those mm. like the, those like kind uh, of, kind war of gaming stuff. Thing, yeah. 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 Uh, but he has he has flashbang grenades. Like they're, and they're right up against the legal limit of like what civilians are allowed to own, you know. So like he, if you can't own a flashbang, he bought flashbangs. So if you can't own a device that's like up more north, of like let's say two hundred decibels, these are like one point one nine nine point eight or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you'd be in your cabin, and you just hear the door creak open, and then you hear ding, 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 ding. And you'd be like, no, and you'd like boom. <laughs> It was hectic. It was genuinely like quite hectic. It was like being in a war like zone. Like playing a first-person shooter, yeah, except you don't get the little, the little icon on your screen ch- telling you where it is. Well, you, so you can kick it away, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, my goodness. It was abs- It was pandemonium. And then the gimp comes out through the window, and you're trying to mm. beat him off and like get, get, all, get yourself to safety. It was well, a, it was Dennis, I, I, did, you didn't need, I didn't think you were going to tell that part of it. I story. meant, you know what I meant. <laughs> I mean, I know what you meant, and I, I, didn't th- I thought we were going to get that blue on the podcast. I mean, you don't, I don't need to hear, hear about all the shenanigans. So, Riley, you are still you are still a, you are an, un- an unmarried man which as far as um the terminology concerns makes you completely single it would appear um, yeah. yeah well that's the thing like when you when you go to fill out a, a form it's like marital status single married i i guess single mm-hmm. <laughs> not married at least so yeah. um so we, I also can't ask you about your stag but do you have any um stags you've attended you weren't able to go to my stag because it was basically choose the stag or the wedding and the wedding you, you opted for the wedding luke my friend incidentally opted for the stag out of those two uh, that wasn't really the case. Uh, it wasn't the stag or the wedding. It was couldn't go to the stag because like the UK was still locked down, and I wasn't sure that they were going to let me a foreigner back. Oh, in that's when I'd true. Come back. You're I'd, right. Yeah, yeah, I'd come back and they're like, "Well, you've just been to America, where there are no like limits on COVID, and why would we? You don't have a British passport. Why would we let you back into this country?" I'm like, oh, well, I guess fair enough. I guess I'll go and you know sleep in the airport like tom hanks because australia's not letting me in either yeah no so, anyway. we no i did i did um, the, i did a very wise thing where we had our stag i had my stag in vegas and we booked all the mm. tickets what in like june when you just couldn't go yeah. to america for love no money so return so flights and accommodation oh dude yeah. return flights and accommodation was like 300 euro a person from dublin to vegas it was outrageous well i, I mean i organized a stag dude that's true. I organized a, a Bucks party for my good friend Adrian, right? Now, this is something I bags from Adrian a long time ago. Adrian, like, I've talked about Adrian. Adrian is the guy who bought... Oh, we got to do an episode on Adrian. we got to do an episode on Adrian. Adrian's the guy who washed his feet in a B-Day. Awful, awful um, man. But he, he often comes... He just says things that are just... They're just 
you can't like they're just so uniquely Adrian things to say, right? Like he says, I think we should start like legal street racing. Like, all right, Adrian, tell me where this is. Like, all right, you get point A, point B, and you've got to obey every like rule of the road, that sort of stuff. You can't use GPS, but you have to get across the city from, you know, the Coburg Town Hall to Brighton Beach. And we'll see who gets there first. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that actually does sound like fun. And it sounds like the sort of thing you'd be really good at. Yeah. But he loves the amazing race, right? He's into all that sort of stuff, the TV show Amazing Race. So I'm like, I, I want to, I'm going to bags early. I'm going to bags doing your bachelor party, right? But I got, I got in very early. Like we were 20 something, like 21, 22. And he said, all right, sure. But I don't want strippers. I don't want booze. I don't want all that sort of, I, I, it's, and that made sense. Like we're just not really that kind of friendship. No, no. And th- like this wasn't easy. Like even the, um, the one I went to this past week, it wasn't that vibe. It was much more mm. just like boys get drunk in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Right. But Adrian didn't want that. Adrian wanted challenges. Adrian mm. loves a challenge, right? So I made a list of husband-related challenges to prepare him for his upcoming matrimony, right? Very good. And we basically did the 12 labors of Adrian, future <laughs> husband, right? And I was quite proud of some of the things. Like, I mean, I had, there was a bit of filler in there. One was just throwing a heavy rock as far as you could because I couldn't think of anything else and i knew he'd enjoy it and he'd probably win because he's quite strong so that was a bit did he have to re- did he have to redirect a river through some stables or what <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing quite like that but my favorite one right it started off indoors okay it was in this basement and i'd gotten i'd ordered on amazon a hundred plastic spiders i've still got them right tiny little plastic spiders very small and i hid them throughout this basement and i said all right everyone is in pairs right you have to gather you get i'll give you a cup and a piece of paper and you have to gather as many spiders. You are not allowed to touch the spiders. Mm-hmm. You have to gather as many of the spiders into your cup as possible within five minutes. Right? Very good. Because that's something that generally speaking, and again, you know, we're not super about like rigidly enforced gender stereotypes or something, but that is in a marriage, generally speaking. The right. husband a, is on a Bo, Bur- duties, a Bo Burnham right? song just came out that has the lyric, everyone's a feminist until there's a spider around. I understand. <laughs> And I, you know, again, this is, I'm not trying to be chock full of tox- toxic masculinity. Certainly in my own experience, I'm, I'm in charge of spider duties. The same goes in, in a, 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 every relationship's different. We're, we're speaking in broad generalizations. Anyway, so that was number one. But number two was then <clears throat> I brought my switch and I uh, had a projector. I plugged in the projector, put that up on the wall and uh, got Mario Kart out. And I was like, oh, okay, get around a Mario Kart. Fantastic. Again, Adrian's very good at Mario Kart. He's looking forward to this. Except it wasn't just Mario Kart mm-hmm. because Ida, the bride, while people were playing through their games of Mario Kart, Ida sat there and read off a pre-prepared script, right, for each person that was playing and told them on this script, told them what their plans were for the week. On Monday, we're going to go and have dinner with such and such. On Tuesday, we need to go to the supermarket. Make sure you remind me to get this thing because I'm going to forget. On Wednesday, don't forget that this thing is happening at this time, right? Mario Kart notwithstanding, I am awful at that in my life. Like every time people will be like, oh, do you want to hang out next Thursday? I'm like, I don't know. Genuinely ask my wife. I have no idea. Yeah. Dennis, I know this. Yeah. We have to put calendar invites for you to remember when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> That's true. But they got two opportunities for points because mm. they could they would get points for winning Mario Kart. But if they forgot everything that Ida told them about what was happening in that week, Ugh. null point in that regard. So you had to play it both ways. And have Dennis, you heard- can I tell you? Go ahead. Again, talking in broad generalizations here, and I'm not trying to, again, enforce any gender stereotypes mm-hmm. or anything else like that. There were a number of girls that took part in this bachelor party. And let me tell you, they are a lot bloody better at that challenge than the boys were. <laughs> There's the, um, you've, have you heard of the drinking Mario Kart rules? 
No, what are the drinking Mario Kart rules? Yeah, there's a couple, but the, the most famous one is you have a pint of beer and mm. you have to finish the race and your beer, but no drink driving. Your cart has to be completely stationary while you drink your beer. Oh, well, that's not how drink driving works. Like, if the <laughs> cops pull you over and you said, have you had anything to drink? Well, not while the car was moving. I'll yeah, just say, yeah. oh, you're free to go. <laughs> like, like that, that's not that, how it works, but then, sure. the, then you enter these, like, things. Do you park halfway? Do you just chug your drink at the start and severely impair your ability to finish the race? Do you do well yeah. park at the finish line? Yes, definitely. 100% I think you do that. Park at the finish line and I think, try, or do you try and sip? Yeah, it's interesting. It's tricky. No, no, you park at the finish line and then just skull it and then just go across the line. Reverse across the line for style points. That's probably is the best tactic way to do it. What would Surely you, that's the best one. Riley, what would you want at your box party? I think I just want to do like the cabin in the woods thing, except with just a bunch of board games. You don't want you want or do you, you want to do a four, a forty eight hour D and D in the woods? Oh, that actually wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, yeah. Just get some. Just get a bunch of people, and well, not even a bunch of people. Just like a handful of people, and just play play a bunch of games off in the middle of nowhere somewhere, and like go for a nice walk during the day. Like, may like everyone else. I mean, I don't drink is the thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't drink. But like, it'll be nice if other people, you know, having a drink or two with dinner or whatever. But like, I wouldn't really want it to be too messy. No, I mean you. And this must be the experience that you experience a lot. It is not fun being the sober person. The the, the by a mile most sober person. Sober person in an event. Uh, it depends. I, sometimes I don't mind, like if the company's good and everyone's having a good time. But like, I don't want to be around people who are wildly drunk or no. vomiting like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if people are like, you know, tipsy and merry at a picnic or whatever, like that's it's fun to go to like bars with people and and have them get sillier and sillier and then and then round them all up into the car and drive them home and then you know, oh, the thanks and adulation you get. Oh, thanks for getting us home last night, man. We were stuffed. Yeah, I know. Oh, it was <laughs> it was it was actually really hard work. It wasn't. I just shepherded them into the most, car. Most you fell asleep. Were, yeah. You guys were just rowdy as hell, you know. And um, I used to do that when I was a kid. Like when I was 18, I was always the designated driver. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we went past McDonald's every single time we went to come in and they all bought me McDonald's. Love it, love <laughs> it, was, it. It was really, really good. But the bachelor party was a success. It was great. And I look forward to your Cabin in the Woods board game one. I just hope it, I mean, it'll, it'll almost certainly be in Australia where that is a much more dangerous prospect than it is in many other parts of the world. Well, I mean, that, yeah, maybe we'll, be, we'll sit there, we'll be sitting there enjoying a game of terraforming Mars and then, oh, what's this? A snake? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll be sitting there back to back to back in the middle of the room with rifles. <laughs> okay. Dawn's yeah, any minute now. <laughs> it won't be long. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 